0: Felix just read to us King David's well-known psalm of confession. But let me tell you a little bit about why David needed to confess. At the time, David was the king of Israel, and Israel was at war. But while his army was off fighting, David was in his palace, not with the army. One evening he saw a beautiful woman... And he wanted her for himself, but she was married to one of the army officers who was out fighting a battle for him. But he took the woman anyway, and then to cover up his sin, he conspired with the generals of his army to have the soldier who was the woman's husband killed on the very front lines of the battle. Sure enough, the man was killed, and David married the woman because she was now a widow, and available to him. David thought he had committed the perfect crime, just like sometimes we commit some act and we think nobody knows. But like David, we forget that God knows, even if no human being does. God was not pleased with David, and so he sent the prophet Nathan to David to correct him. To rebuke him for what he had done was wrong. And now David being the king, you know, he could have simply had Nathan killed, but he didn't. He actually realized how wrong he had been. That the sin he committed was also against God. And he repented of his sin. He asked God for grace and forgiveness. Knowing that he didn't deserve it, he asked God to make him clean. But the language that Felix read to you tonight is from a, a most traditional version of the Bible. And sometime for us, as we think about the things we do wrong, we don't speak to God in that kind of formal language. Um, Create in me a pure heart and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence. Those really aren't the kind of words that we use when we talk to God. And for me, the real meaning of this psalm never um, hit home until I heard it read aloud one time on a recording in the message translation by Eugene Peterson. In it, the language of the confession is a little bit more modern with words that we can understand, that words, that words that make sense to us, words that we might pray in talking to God. And so in that version, David speaks of generous in love, God give grace. Huge in mercy, wipe out my bad record, scrub away my guilt, Soak out my sins in your laundry, and I'll come out clean. You see, David understood he had done terrible things, and that only God's grace and mercy could wipe away his guilt. He asked for a fresh start, just like God gave Adam and Eve in the garden when he first created them. All was new, everything was right, there was no sin. So if you read the message version... The psalm continues with David saying, God, make a fresh start in me. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos of my life. Don't throw me out with the trash or fail to breathe holiness in me. Bring me back from gray exile. Put a fresh wind in my sails. Commute my death sentence, God, my salvation, God, And I'll sing anthems to your life-giving ways. Unbutton my lips, dear God. And I'll let loose with your praise. I learned God-worship when my pride was shattered. But heart-shattered lives, ready for love. Don't for a moment escape God's notice. To me, I understood that version of the psalm much better than the version that Felix read. As a believer who was returning to church after a 28-year absence, those modern words struck me right in the heart. And so when we need to remember how David confessed that sin and that when we confess our sins, we should approach God with the same attitude, with humility, With honesty, with sincerity, with real repentance. No fake stuff with God. When we receive our ashes tonight, we should turn to God the very same way. You see, repentance means changing direction. When you translate the Hebrew word literally, it means to change direction. And when we sin, we are faced away from God, moving away from God. But when we repent, we turn toward God and move toward God, seeking a new way from the chaos that we create when we do things that separate us from our Creator. But this season of Lent, it's kind of hard. You see season of Lent is before Easter, and it's not at all like the season of Advent that we celebrate before Christmas. During Advent, we look forward with joyful anticipation to Christmas is coming, and the radio waves are filled with Christmas songs that we love, and we decorate our houses and our trees, and the Christ child arrives with the angels singing in heaven, and we raise candles right here in this room and sing joy to the world. Lent is different, though. Yes, there will be joy at the end, but first, if we take the season seriously, we have to go on a journey with Jesus to Jerusalem and to the cross. We watch him bid a long farewell to his disciples that breaks their hearts. We watch their confusion and know that they really don't get it yet. He shares the Last Supper with them, saying, Drink this wine and eat this bread and do it in remembrance of me. He washes their dirty feet, saying, Even though I'm the master, I'm serving you, so you should serve one another. He commands them, Love one another as I have loved you. He walks with them to a garden and asks a few of them, To wait in vigil and pray for him while he's praying. And he prays an anguished prayer. While they fall asleep. We watch as he is betrayed by Judas. Arrested. Denied by Peter. Brutally beaten. And then he dies. A terrible death on the cross. Without very many of his disciples present. But as he dies... He forgives those who were murdering him. He encourages those few who were there waiting in vigil at his feet. He gives hope to a thief who's being crucified next to him. It's not like Christmas and Advent at all. And yet, without the season of Lent and what follows, Christmas really wouldn't mean anything. So if we travel this road of Lent, and we travel it humbly and honestly, our pride should be shattered, just as King David's was. As we remember that we still sometimes betray Jesus too. When we don't follow his command to love all our neighbors. When we don't forgive those who sin against us when we aren't grateful with our many blessings and when we fail to share them with those in need when we judge others harshly when we fail to welcome a stranger our pride should be shattered as we remember or maybe realize for the first time that we cannot come clean on our own we cannot save ourselves Only God can save us. But as people who know the end of the story, and we have to remember the disciples didn't, as people who know the end of the story, we also remember, just as the psalmist said, heart shattered lives ready for love, don't for a moment escape God's notice. At the end of the journey through Lent, there will be an empty tomb. There will be a joy-filled resurrection. There will be a victory over sin and death that we can claim for ourselves by the grace of God. We can't avoid the journey, though, and just skip ahead to the happy ending. First, we must journey through this season of reflection and repentance. We should use this season as a time to renew our commitment to love God to try harder to love all of our neighbors, even the ones who are gonna vote differently than we do in November. We should let go of old grudges. We should remember with gratitude all our blessings. We should find new ways and places to serve the kingdom of God as we were called to do. In a word, we should use this season to turn toward God and journey toward God every single day. So let us receive our ashes tonight with shattered pride, with humility and honesty and sincerity and real repentance, knowing that we were made from dust, and to dust we shall return. Let us invite God to scrub us clean in his laundry, to make a fresh start in us, to put a fresh wind in our sails, to restore to us the joy of his salvation that only God can give, all the while being sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that heart-shattered lives ready for love never, ever, Escape God's notice. Amen. Amen.